Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is a Falcon Sunday, 7 a.m. hour, two and a half hours till kickoff. Wembley Stadium, London, England. Our music producer, Harper Lavelle, and our DJ, Noel White. Doing a little bit of getting us ready for the game here. All right, uh, this uh, portion of the Wade Ford Tailgate Show is brought to you by Wade Ford, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's get to the injury report. Let's find out how healthy the Atlanta Falcons are and get the update. The injury report brought to you by Fireshire from the W Sauce Bigger, Better Boulder. Now spicier, the WSauce.com to find a Fireshire retailer near you. So, Joe, the big question for the Atlanta Falcons, mm, I got to know, are we going to see CP84 or no? That is the big question. My guess would be yes, I do think that we finally see him. I think that it's just, I think it's time. You know, I think that you need that spark. We've been talking about on the show. You come off a, a lackluster loss. He's clearly a guy that brings a different element, you know, just in the personality that he brings to the locker room, but also on the field, he brings a certain physicality, um, especially in certain situations. So, I think that this has been one of those things where he could play. He could have played in many of these weeks, maybe not week one, but I think since then it's been one of those things where just you know they've opted to go the safer route and 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 keep him fresher for for longer in the season. So I think this is the week that they they finally kind of bust him out. Boy, I sure hope so. I've been waiting. He's, I want to see the hair. I want to see it flowing. When it is flowing, that means he's yeah, running full right. speed. Yeah. And uh, I, we've been waiting now for over a, two months, really, since training camp. He's been a limited participant in practice all week. So, like, if you look at past weeks, he has actually practiced in full in certain in in certain practices, and then not played in the game. So, you might think that the fact that he has not played practiced in full at all this week would lead him to not playing. But again, I think those are just kinds of things that the Falcons are. You know they're just kind of gaming, gaming it a little bit, and 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 uh, trying to preserve him as much as they can. Is anyone else dinged up aside from yeah. Troy Anderson? That yeah. that was a surprise. I don't, I didn't it's think we were going to lose him for the year. It's a tough. Uh, well, he's he's not out officially out for the year yet. I get the the story is that I guess on a pectoral injury, you just don't know how fast a player is going to recover until you one have the surgery done, which we hadn't talked to Arthur Smith since then, and then two just. How they initially start to recover, I think that gives a better indicator on the timeline because this can be like a three to six month injury, just depending on the severity and the recovery timetable. So it's potential there. You could potentially see him back, but I'm not planning on I'm not counting on it like you. Um, It's a tough loss because I think that he brings a certain element to that defense that, again, like not a lot of linebackers in the NFL have, but certainly on this defense, he just brings that speed element that 
you know, this defense is built so much around power, especially in that front seven. Yeah, I can't imagine, Harper. I mean, as a player, if you can't raise your arm, I mean, you could probably wrap it up and shoot it up and make it. But if you can't, if you have no mobility in that, in that arm to be able to do, I mean, that just limits you as a, especially on the defensive yeah. side of the football. Well, the book says nine months after any surgery. doesn't matter what it is. If you go under the knife, it's a nine month. So that, that he's out. And, and if he's get back, if he's able to get back quicker, um, God bless America, you know, because that, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. no, absolutely. And the, and the risk of re-injuring it or doing something even worse, you know, a, a bigger tear if you put him back in too early. I, I think there's too much to lose. And again, that's why yeah. I think we made a, a move to free up some money with the cap. Um, anybody else that we need to know about that uh, is dinged up or – you know, limited in practice. Only other players on the injury report for the Falcons this week are Clay's Campbell, but that's only because he just didn't practice he on Wednesday. So that's, Wednesday he's going off. to be yeah, on the injury report every single week because they're probably never. He's always going to have a day where he doesn't practice, probably on the Wednesday. Yeah. Um. So that's totally normal. He'll he'll start today, and then Josh Ali is out for this game. Um. That's uh, right. Kind I, of your one of your special teamers. What about Jacksonville? Yeah. They've got some injuries now. They've yeah, they, they do. Uh, and speaking of wide receivers, Zay Jones, he's going to be out this week. That's a big one. I mean, he had a big year last year, and and clearly a receiver that uh, Trevor Lawrence trusts. And so that's going to put more of an onus on Calvin Ridley to step up and and not have the drops that he's had so far this season, uh, as long as Christian Kirk. And it's certainly Calvin Ridley uh, playing the Falcons has been a point of discussion down in Jacksonville and in London. And Calvin talked about. The fact that he is now a Jaguar, but still has fond feelings for his time here in Atlanta. No, I got friends over there, man. You know, it's it's still first time I played for, and I know a couple guys over there. Still love, you know. Yeah, still love for the Atlanta Falcons. Well, <laughs> that wasn't a great sound, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, kind of whatever. I'm, yeah. All right, uh, let next. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at Calvin Ridley, thinking about you know getting that second round pick, but what could have been? Oh, I yeah. mean. He, you know, everybody knows about the year that he, he was suspended for the stupid, you know, uh, parlay bet that he made. Um, but let's not forget that prior to that, there were a lot of concerns about his mental well-being. I mean, he was on mm-hmm. the shelf for a number of games, and we thought, you know, is he ever well, going to play again? And Interestingly, it was the week where the Falcons went to London in 2021. That he that was kind of when this initially cropped up, where he started. You know, he was away from the team and practice, and with the mental health issues, and then the gambling ended up happening on top of it. Yeah, and then he came back, scored a touchdown. We thought everything was good, and then you know, back on to the. Well, remember when he was picked? Why did we get him? At the what? What are we doing? We don't need a wide receiver. Oh, he was on the board, and he's the best player on the board. Period. Uh, talent-wise, he was probably going to be a top 10 selection. We steal him at 16 or 18, whatever we picked him. Well, we've got this Julio Jones guy, and we've got Muhammad Sanu. I watched him run a route against Cincinnati early in the year, and he ran a post-corner, and I said out loud, oh, my gosh, he's open. It's a touchdown. And Matt Ryan heard me, and he threw it to him, and it was he was open, and it was a touchdown. Harper says that a lot when we're watching games again. He's open. Yeah. He's open. <laughs> what are you doing? Get him the ball. Uh, I, I don't look. If you ever want to watch a game with me, I won't watch the ball. That's uh, the. I'll get to the ball, and TV will take you to the ball. I watch everything other than the ball. I want to watch how the line plays and all that. So I'm watching Calvin one-on-one. I go, this guy runs incredible routes. He was breaking away and had separation that I hadn't seen in a long while. And I go, thank you, Nick Saban, for teaching this, this kid that we've got how to run routes. He was fantastic. And when he's on, he is 
he's going to get open, period. Mm. He just yeah. runs great routes and gets open and creates separation. All right, so what about that? I mean, you've got this combination with a great young quarterback, obviously. Uh, I have uh, still a lot of faith in uh, in Trevor Lawrence to be something. you got to get players around him a little bit. I'm not really sure. I did not see what happened last week against Houston. So, um, you know, I mean, to, to lose at home by 20, I, you know, the reports were, I mean, I saw the highlights, but I didn't watch the game. Yeah. And C.J. Stroud obviously has settled in pretty quickly. And, and, you know, and for some teams like Jacksonville and for Houston as well, and I, you would hope for us, when you're drafting that high over a period of three or four years, you know, it's not just the first-round picks. It's like you're drafting high in the second. So right, it's like having right. a second or first-round pick. Eventually, you're going to get eight or ten guys that can really play football. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I and I think that this Jacksonville team shows that. You know, they've got a lot of talented players. It's interesting that you bring that up, John, because I think that uh, I think some of the shortcomings that they do have, especially with the way that they've drafted, are uh, on that defense. Like with a player like Trayvon Walker, who they took first overall, and he's... All right. I mean, he's not what probably what you would expect from, you know, being the, the top player drafted. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But I mean, clearly they have the capability offensively to be extremely explosive. And I think that with Ridley being the clear standout, you know, top receiver for them bring has brought up this interesting question on the Falcon side of when you have also uh, you know, a, a clear corner who's your best cover guy by far. And do you just let A.J.? Stay with him, travel, as I say, um, throughout the game and just one-on-one, go one-on-one with him. It's it's more complicated than that because if you're having AJ go on bo- play on both sides, well, then the other corner has to be able to play on both sides because he's got to flip. And then you've got to have the safeties working with with that. It creates a lot. Of, it's a, there's a chain reaction that happens. So uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think that they will uh, have AJ travel and, and, and um, stay on. Well, I think we have a size advantage defensively. Christian Kirk's yeah. only 5'11". Yeah. He's their leading receiver, but watch out for their tight end, Ingram. Ingram is another guy. 18 receptions. And, and we struggled, struggled with tight end. We talked about this last yeah. week. I, I kind of gave you that look, like, go ahead. You can <laughs> you can fill in the rest of that sentence. But he's <laughs> a guy that's going to go down the middle of the field, absolutely. Yeah. And especially with our, you know, and with a newer, fresher face at inside linebacker, they'll, they'll probably run a few post routes and skinny posts and – Maybe a couple dig routes or some zones, but uh, Laporta got uh, eight, eight catches before my seat was warm Heck. for Detroit. I mean, it, they threw to him. Uh, so, yeah, our, I, our tight end woes are are not getting much better right now. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm probably trying some some double moves with uh, Evan Ingram on Richie Grant because I think that he's shown that he is – Richie Grant has some vulnerabilities with you know his deep coverage, especially when he's in one-on-one situations. You know, he's he's this week, uh, Caden Ellis uh, talked about that, about Evan Ingram and about the Falcons' uh, troubles with tight ends. He catches the ball like a receiver. He runs like a receiver, but then he's big like a tight end. You know what I mean? He's he's one of those hybrids that um, have has obviously done really well uh, these last couple uh, last couple years. So uh, just at the end of the day, always having a man on him, knowing where he's at, and uh, you know we got to have a little more formation recognition of you know where is he at and what are they how do they like to get him the ball in this situation in this formation. So uh, that's something worth to study when to look at this week because uh, again they're going to get him the ball and when he has the ball in his hand he's he's a threat. When you got guys like Ingram and Kirk. And Ridley, your ability to blitz becomes somewhat limited, especially when you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, because you will get burned. And the one thing the Falcons don't want to do is get uh, burned over the top. What about the pass rush, Harper? I mean, how do you do? You, how do you develop one? You know, that was what we spent all this money to get, right? I mean, we spent 125 million dollars. We wanted the pass rush, and we're you know we get it sporadically at best. We have three sacks in three games, and. 
Detroit got seven against us in one game. So here's another thing. I think that Trevor Lawrence is as good as anybody in the league of getting outside the pocket, using his legs, and buying some additional time to find one of those guys down the field. And if you put a blitz on him and he gets outside of it and buys himself some extra time and now you have one less guy in coverage, oops, that's going to hurt us, I think, today. I really do. So do you want to contain him and just make him sit in that little pocket and not move? Do you only bring four? Film will tell the coaches what they need to do, but that's one of my biggest concerns right now. I think something that Caden identified there, and I think this is going to be very important for this Falcons defense, is just doing doing the scouting and, and identifying formations and tendencies of when they want to get the ball to certain players like Evan Ingram. Try to do as much, get as much work, done before the snap as possible so that you're in the best position because if you just go out there and you're you know any any player you feel like any player has equal chance to get the ball it's just very tough to defend all these playmakers that Jacksonville has now here's one of the things that surprised me when I looked at the stat is the Atlanta Falcons defense a top 10 in the NFL it doesn't seem like it doesn't feel like it without looking at but numbers. we are yep we're number eight overall we're number seven in scoring and we're 18th against the rush, which isn't, but we're number four against the pass defensively. That surprised me. I wasn't thinking that we were that good, but yeah. we are. So I think with with Jacksonville seeing that, they're going, oh man, we, we may not be able to pass all that much against the Falcons. I, I do, don't know. I do think that that number may be a little inflated just because you've gone against Bryce Young in his first game, Jordan Love, obviously in game yeah, but two. Bryce which threw are- for over 200 and. 40 yards, I think, in that first. No, he didn't. He had he had 240 in his second game. The first game against us was about 180. Yeah, I just feel like Tre- Trevor Lawrence is such a uh, – he came on last year. Obviously, he's I've struggled to start the season here a little bit, but you know his actual numbers haven't been terrible. He's not throwing interceptions and things like that. He's just – they haven't made plays around him. And- he's 73 for 113. That's 64%. He's got 736 yards in the air, and he's got three touchdowns, two interceptions after yeah. three games. Yeah, so – it is a 9.30 a.m. kickoff. I mean, dawn is happening right now as we speak, and in two hours we're playing football as we get ready for the Falcons and Jaguars. 9.30 a.m. kickoff in London coming up bottom of the hour. We'll join the network pregame Chris Goforth and Mike Johnson. When we get back in a moment on the Wait for Tailgate Show, our predictions on the game, and uh, we'll get Joe and Harper's thoughts on how they think this game is going to go. Next. Goodbye, Rose Rose. May you ever grow in our hearts. You are the grace that plays the sense. Let's hope that this isn't the way the Falcons game goes today. They're just a candle of the wind. He is Sir Elton John, right? And, well, and by is, the way, this is the Lady Die version. This is the one that sold like 20 billion copies. Yeah, well, and, and I guess, you know, I mean, it'd be the, the Atlanta London connection, right, with Sir Elton, but. I don't think he lives here anymore, right? He moved. Oh, right? is that right? You, you see that story? Yeah, to me he was selling his bucket place. Like oh, is this a political thing? No, no. I'm just saying that he Never sold his... Sold, I, I just read that he sold his bucket oh, place. Okay. was moving. Huh. I didn't know that. Wait for Tailgate Show, uh, brought to you by Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is the official ticket marketplace of the Falcons in the NFL. We have a few more minutes, and then we'll turn it over to the network. And Chris Goforth and Mike Johnson with the uh, pregame show leading you to a 9.30 a.m. kickoff Wes and Dave at Wembley Stadium in London, England. All right, gentlemen. 
Let's uh, get into our kind of our predictions here and our keys to the game. Uh, let's go to you, Joe, first here. As you see this game, give me a couple of keys. What do you think is going to happen? What do the Falcons have to do to win this game? Falcons got to be able to run the ball, but it's not just as simple as being able to run. Like you need things to happen that allow you to run the ball. And ironically, you have to be able to complete some passes in the passing game. We talked about this at the beginning of the show. When Jacksonville, when they inevitably sell out to stop the run, because I think that that is going to be the book on what teams do to try to stop the Falcons going forward until they prove that they can stop this. Yeah, make Desmond Ritter beat you. You've yeah. got to hit the counters that show that Desmond Ritter can beat you if you do that. And so that's the key. Will, will they be able to do that? And then will they then be able to establish that ground game? If they do, I think they've got a great chance to win. But if they don't, it's going to be extremely tough. If they do, if they don't, <laughs> we don't know. Hey, I think... Uh, let, let's talk Foley, uh, Fatukasi, six four three fifteen defensive lineman. He's got a shoulder injury. He'll play, but he's their biggest guy defensively. Mm-hmm. All the other guys that they've got, like uh, Godsis is two ninety, uh, Roy Robinson Harris, he's two ninety. Um, Devin Lloyd is out now. Josh Allen's a big boy. Don't get me wrong. And Trayvon Walker out of UGA six five. He's about two seventy five. He's a full grown man. Oh yeah, but. They're smaller than what we've had to face. So I think the running game absolutely has to be established on grass. I'm not sure how that's going to work for us. But if we don't do that, then I, I think we'll be a candle in the wind today because um, I, I don't want Trevor Lawrence to have his breakout game against our defense, but I have a feeling that their desperation to not go 1-3 and three is going to call for them to do some things. Now, yep. does Jesse Bates get two, two picks today? Uh, a completely different mode for that. But our defense is playing well and if they continue in that manner, uh, the Falcons have a chance they're going and stealing one in London. You know, Harper brings it up. Falcons have forced four turnovers this year, all by Jesse Bates, three picks and a fumble. Uh, he has been the one guy that has forced turnovers, and how much is it on this team to have other people step up and try and make plays on the defensive side of the football? It's, it's nice to try to get off the field, but at some point you need your defense to also Flip the field. Totally. It, you know, this defense cannot just be Jesse Bates making, inter- you know, creating turnovers for you. Now, listen, when he makes a turnover, when he cre- when he makes a pick, a lot of people have their hand in that, you know, pass rush, all that. But they, they've got to, yeah, you can't just rely on that to bail you out week in, week out, which they have for a couple games. The other thing I would say is this team just needs to start faster. Like, this team is really, they didn't show up until the fourth quarter against Carolina. They didn't, they obviously needed the the 12-point ter- deficit turnaround against the Packers in the fourth quarter, and then they never got started in Detroit. So we really have not seen this team play good football in the first half. That's not, that's just not sustainable for, to be able to win in this league. Yeah, you can't put yourself behind that much. You happy with Caden Ellis? He's leading the team with tackles. Jesse is second. I think he's been solid. Yeah. No, I'm happy with Caden I'm, Ellis. I'm interested to see how he plays next to Nate Landman, though. You know, we've seen that for one game. Uh, and it worked out, but I, I think he's a really good instructor. In other words, when a play finishes, he'll pick a guy up and they'll go, "Okay, you know you you had to, this read and that read." You can see him chirping with his guys, making sure that everybody's in the right spot. I like that. A guy who basically coaches on the field and is able to tell everybody where they where they need to be. Uh, we need him to stay healthy throughout the whole rest of the year. I'm telling you, that's going to be really important. Yeah, I want to see Kyle Pitts show up. I mean, a lot's been made this week about oh, Kyle Pitts got his first touchdown. You know, in London, in that game in London a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen it. I keep waiting for this to happen with Kyle Pitts. I know they targeted him. Look, he was wide open down the middle of the field, and Ritter missed him Yeah, last yep. week. Yep. I mean, if he puts that ball on target, it's probably a touchdown. 
but I, I need Kyle Pitts to to come out here and have. I want to have a game where I go, okay, good, all right, good, all right. That's because right now he remains an enigma. He remains a question mark for me. Yeah, and I will say that you know with Kyle Pitts, it's so interesting because the fantasy community obviously has feelings about how he's you know, used in, in Arthur Smith's system and whatnot. And and you're right. Like he was open on that play. He should have been hit. That should have been a big gainer for the Falcons on that play where he got himself open. But there are also times, if you go back and look at the film, there are times where there are plays that he can make that, that aren't happening. And, you know, it, it's not just like Kyle Pitts can, can only be failed. He cannot fail himself. So I, I just, I'm saying that it's not all on Desmond Ritter uh, with, with this Kyle Pitts connection. And part of it is the offensive line. We talked about that too. Like they, need, you need protection to be able to get him the ball. And it's not just him; it's it's all these pass catchers. So there, there's obviously lots of hands that play a part in this. Three games into this, Kyle Pitts has nine catches for a hundred yards. So he's just over ten yards a carry. Mac Hollis, your number two receiver, I'd say he's got seven receptions for 114 yards. Is Drake London still your number one? Eight receptions after three games. Those numbers, I'm sorry. Unsustainable. You, you, you're not going to win a lot of games. You're mm-hmm. going to draft real high because you're going to run the ball and you can't throw it. So mm-hmm. changes on the way. You know, I don't need 375 yards out of Desmond, but I need 250. That That's what you need to have. I mean, that's that's an average. He's still below average right now in his standings against the other quarterbacks. I get that. But uh, um, part of his ability is he can get out of the pocket and buy some time. So if he's able to do that yes. today, I like my chances. He'd dump it off and get – I'll take five yards, but I, I can't take only five. got to go down the, the field and, and threaten people with deeper routes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I, I, you got to use Desmond Ritter's legs to your advantage. He's a fast guy. He ran like a 4-5 at the Combine. Like That is a part of his game that you can use to – accentuate other parts of this offense and I think that when they've played well that's when they've they've been able to successfully do that and that can get so many different components of your offense going what do you think John I think you can't get into a shootout is what I think yeah I think you got to play this as a 20 to 17 game yep and I think if they can run the ball effectively and control the game they're going to be okay if they can't run the football, I think this comes down to the ability to run the football with Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson. If they can run for 200 yards, they'll win the Joker. game. Don't forget the, if the Joker plays. And the Joker, yeah. We'll see how that kind of all plays into it. As we uh, count down towards the um, network pregame show, coming up uh, here in, in a couple of minutes here. And again, 9.30 kickoff this morning. It'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, the... Uh, Falcons and with the uh, with the Jaguars because the winner of this game is going to get a big boost and if the Falcons are going to go to three and one coming home against Houston that's going to be a, a huge thing. Yep. Nine thirty a.m. It's football in London today on Sports Radio ninety two on the game. We'll join Mike Johnson and Chris Goforth for the network pregame show and we'll get uh, Wes and Dave on the call from Wembley Stadium in London, England on Sports Radio ninety two on the game. What's on your wish list? Do you have a timeless pair of diamond studs? Guys, time to see if you can pull off that chain. This is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, where since 1939, we've been helping Atlanta fill up their jewelry wish lists in a fun, laid-back atmosphere. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t oh, 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 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.